depressing an experience as I've ever had going to the movies. Now, I know some people found this movie fun, but me, I'd rather spend two hours having root canal work done. It's yeah, a terrible film from beginning to end. You know the theory of reincarnation where the dues we pay in this lifetime yes. may get to collect in another lifetime? For having seen this movie, I want months and months and months in a beautiful valley. Well, on a scale of one to ten, we give it a uh, three. Good. Let's give it a one. Welcome to Bombs Away, a bad movie comedy podcast. My name is Tyler Rowe. And my name is Peyton. And I'm the bitch that's back, Jarrett. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, for those of you returning listeners, welcome back. And for the new listeners out there, welcome forth. Um, for those returning and interested, if you haven't already, give our update episode a listen so you can be caught up on all the developments, news, and how the show will be going forward. Uh, it'll answer most questions you may have about the show. So, uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, released for a modest budget of $84 million with a middling 31% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.1 on IMDb, it's 2002's Scooby-Doo, the movie. So for these first few episodes, we decided since we were going to have a new host to the show and an old host return, we figured why not introduce everyone to who we are and we're going to select some movies that we personally love that might not be the best so Jarrett, hey. explain to us why you chose scooby-doo the movie well those people that were there for the early days and then some special episodes will know that i really just love anything that's bad but actually not that bad um i think a lot of it stems from just cult movies and how they kind of progress over time because i honestly believe scooby-doo the movie is already a cult movie or it will be soon um because you know there was that resurgence of shaggy being a god matthew lillard being a god oh, with god. the memes a few years memes. ago um they're great they're funny they're hilarious the new meme now is everyone is <clears throat> incredibly overtly horny for velma that's oh, like yeah. the, the, the I don't, newest thing that's new oh I, I mean, it's always been a thing, but now everyone's like being like overtly horny on Maine for Velma yeah. specifically. I yeah. um, yeah. I so I watched this movie two times in the past week. I love oh it. I still, it's a great movie. I think it's super fun, and I don't think a lot of the criticism that it gets. I think it's just the criticism was valid for the time, but that's because it was in that crappy CGI era. Um, well, and that brings that brings me to something that's interesting about this movie that cracks me up is that everyone that is so CGI. It's, it's not that bad, but it's everyone is so the quick. Time it's not everyone's so quick to point at Disney and be like, "You guys trying to make these live action remakes of cartoons? Nice try." It's like before this was the Rocky and Bullwinkle live action movie as well. So and it's before like before that was the Popeye live action. And oh, which was also Disney. <laughs> That's right. So it's like, you guys, listen, it's been bad forever. Okay. Man, it's not the just Jetsons. Disney. Oh, God. The Jetsons. That was supposed to happen, actually. And then the Flintstones was so bad. The second Flintstones movie was so bad. They're like, fuck yeah. it. Do not Why? bring that up. They should have done the, the Flintstones meet. The Jetsons movie live action. I think that's what it was supposed to be, and then they that's were just Infinity like... War. I think <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the time travel? No, that's the alternate universe Marvel. <laughs> that's going to no, be the next season of WandaVision. <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, it's going to take place in, a, in an animated universe. Wanda Hawkeye. Vision. 
Um, but I think one of the reasons why this movie ended up prevailing and becoming so good is specifically because of who wrote it, which if you did yeah. not know, it's written by James Gunn. Yes, that James Gunn. There is no other James Gunn, not Tim Gunn. Don't think that it was done by Tim. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> Make it work. You definitely made it work. um no but so my choice for this it's literally it's it's been a classic i was a huge scooby-doo fan when i was a child and then this came out um i remember uh i was in sixth grade when this came out and i was also i was about to move from southern illinois to missouri and so i was going from sixth grade into seventh grade um so going into middle school i was moving with no friends um and, and all you had was this movie. I did, and I had the soundtrack, and I loved oh, the soundtrack. With Sugar but Ray, the very, don't get me started on Sugar Ray. All right, <laughs> but like the very first song, no, it's the very last song on the soundtrack. It's the full instrumental of the first scene, all the way through them breaking up. And I remember, oh. like in sixth grade, going to sleep to that instrumental music, and I think that's what got me into instrumentals, or With not tears. instrumentals, just like soundtrack music. Um, because I was like, oh God, this is really sad and they're not friends anymore. And that kind of sparked depression for me. <laughs> You're like looking out your window, it's raining on the pane of your hand on it. It's just playing this sad Scooby-Doo music. Yeah, it over. was, it was really sad. And I still get really sad where it's like, where Scoob says, um, what he, he says, do I quit? And then Shaggy says, no, Scoob, friends don't quit. He and says, I, Raggy, am I going to be put down? <laughs> <laughs> you surprise me? well um, yeah so but, and so it yeah it just it has a special place in my heart as childhood and then growing up it's it's my feel-good movie um yeah beautiful important to me that was so beautiful um but yeah so james gunn is going to keep coming up throughout this because um there's going to be some undertones that are really just overtones due to the fact that this was originally written to be a much raunchier film uh james gunn said back in 2017 that an original cut of the film ended up being r-rated which does suggest that they left a lot of stuff in i personally you know with my tinfoil hat on about it i personally think that's just james gunn being james gunn and there was no way this movie was ever shot to be r-rated well but i do believe that the script at some point was. one thing that was oh, yeah. surprising he did say that they had to go back in and cgi to cover up a lot of boobs yes <laughs> really? and then there was a cut scene of velma and daphne kissing and so I think I think the reason it got that R rating might be because of some of the um, more R rated words and jokes, as well as visions of boobs and homosexuality. Because you know, it's a quote unquote child's film, and that's why it would have. I think, in my own deduction and own reasoning, that's why it would have reached that level. Is that why Pamela Anderson's in it too? <laughs> Oh there, was actually, they, there was actually a 25-minute cut of the film where they just play her sex tape with Tommy Lee <laughs> throughout the film. And, and that was and, my favorite part. I love the unedited movie. Was Tommy Lee going to be that uh, opening ghost guy? And then just gonna, he's like, I would have loved you, I, like George Clooney. Oh George Clooney in proportions. Well, since we're already talking about the opening yeah. of the movie, let's uh, get right into it where it all starts, just like many of us in a clown toy factory. Um, this is honestly like the 
it, it's like they nailed it right off the bat. Yeah. For a for oh, yeah. a Scooby Doo movie opening setting. And I think because um, I started writing something where I was like, if anyone fell from that height and had like a chain or any sort of rope wrap around their leg and they bounce like that, that would clear sheer off their leg. And then I had to tell myself, this is a cartoon with humans in it. So yes. you can't have those criticisms of like, that would actually kill a person. So right off well, the bat, I corrected myself on that. I was like, no, it is a cartoon. We're just watching it, it with people. It is a cartoon, but it seems like Scooby-Doo is the only one that can be affected by cartoon physics. Everyone else sort of was obeying. I literally somewhat. just talked about how Velma's leg should have been ripped off. Well, no, but that's, you were like, like, that's you like, know, uh, I like, agree with like loose that's physics. That's like a suspension of disbelief cartoon physics, whereas like yeah. Scooby-Doo is a cartoon character existing fully in a real world for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. There's like physics that apply to the humans that like are like, it, but it's very loose based off of, you know, her leg not being ripped off. Yeah. But Scooby-Doo just defies gravity. Honestly, oh, yeah. the, the scariest thing about this movie is that it started out with them being harassed by a juggalo, and that uh, that's a really alarming way to start your children's film. He just busts in, he's like, whoop, whoop. Right. Well, so then the this the original version of this movie, that original script, the, um, the Luna Ghost was originally supposed to be the main villain. And you can still see ties of that throughout the movie. If you notice the laughing clown and the, uh, the haunted house that they go through shares a lot of similarities to the Luna Ghost. So I think well, that yeah, is was supposed to be the tie through of it. There's a lot of like gesture imagery throughout mm -hmm. it. So I could yeah. see that, that, that would be the case. I, I I don't know how they were going to do that and make it work, yeah. but um, I do you know I, considering what the the director of this film has directed <laughs> previously and beyond. I'm just happy that we got a cohesive film. Uh, this was directed by Raja Gosnell, who is uh, critically acclaimed filmmaker. Directed um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua and um, the Big Mama movie with Martin Lawrence. So he's really just crushing it out there in Hollywood. Um, big shot, uh, next best thing up and coming in Hollywood in 2002, I believe. Dang. Yeah. Is there, those are the only two credits he has? No, there's <laughs> other ones, but they're all bad. Those are the two, those are the two most notable, awful things that he's like the done. Standouts. Yeah, and he's, he also did Never Been Kissed, that, um, that, uh, what's it called? What's her name? Drew Barrymore film. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't wow. know, man. I don't see Gracie anymore. <laughs> I, I know i just in my heart of hearts i knew you were gonna be like yeah i know that movie oh it's so good oh he also edited uh home alone 2 he was an editor before so oh. really striking out all over um i and if if other people also don't know james gunn is very heavily tied into the trauma universe he has a lot of yeah. connections to that and it's very it's very prevalent in his guardian yeah guardians films but there are still inklings of that in Scooby-Doo, where you've got like the really random um, henchmen that all kind of have their own unique designs that yep. are a little bit over the top and like dramatic, but like kind yeah. of grotesque. Yeah, like yeah. the luchador and, and all those other weird guys that show up. And the this guy that has big... Sharpie on his head. 
Yeah, yeah. that's not <laughs> this a was into. great. Uh, essentially from Troma that he had almost exclusively been working with Troma before this. And this was kind of his, his first time doing anything not for Troma. But like I said, um, Peyton and I were talking about earlier is that uh, a lot of his early stuff is pretty nasty, especially if you, you know, remember when he got like semi canceled for a while there. Um, And that kind of carries through, through most of his films. And you can, like I said, you can tell there's little inklings, throughout this movie where it's like yeah this is written by james gunn uh do not give this man a children's film did anyone else (laughs) notice that daphne was very just casual about being molested by the luna ghost yes Uh, she's like come on guys this guy keeps grabbing my yes (laughs) Ooh, there we are all right God, it just it's it's and then it's like this creepy old man after all of it. I'm a lover uh, boy of George Clooney in proportion. <laughs> Yikes. Oof. Yeah, um they you know the typical gang shenanigans happen. Apparently Pamela Anderson owns this toy factory, which, which is doesn't explain why she drove the mystery machine through her own factory's doors instead of <laughs> Was just... it her who drove it? <laughs> yeah, she drives yeah. in in the mystery machine, crashes through these doors, wrecks her own product. And then it's like, you guys helped me. You know what? It was like, an insurance scam. Insurance. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's no insurance for Yeah, she probably put him up to it. It's like, hey, you're going to scare my factory, and then I'm going to collect a bunch of insurance. We'll split it both ways. Don't say yeah. that too loud. This is going to become Amazon's next anti-union tactic. They're going to oh, no. put a Luna ghost in there where <laughs> this to get people not to vote yes. Jeff Bezos is 100% a cartoon villain from Scooby-Doo. That's very true. <laughs> Um, but yeah this is where we're introduced really to the initial uh you know conflict of this film which is that uh fred is a dickhead <laughs> it's just that, like everyone fucking sucks <laughs> from yeah. mystery inc except for of course uh you Ooh, know shaggy yeah. and scooby <laughs> well so- i think it, it, they all kind of have their own issues um fred is kind of the worst about it but i know i was really turned on as a sixth grader whenever shaggy <laughs> said and fred you're the big banana and i was like yeah he is <laughs> he's like mm, yeah you know that bananas i really do like those things accurate they really should have gone full force with the with the homosexual undertones in this film really yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah we get the gang they they split up because they just can't fucking get along anymore yeah. and um we jump ahead to uh what is it like a year later two, or years. two years later two years later yeah. Yeah. and we start off by hearing pass the duchy to the left hand side oh. they could not wait they literally i i know i noted it they could the... not wait more than eight minutes <laughs> to get their pot joke in. this is so a joke that has been make, made from the 60s since this show was it's made so funny I remember like, when they went in there coming out of the top and they're laughing and they're like, Whoa, we're getting toasted. And they're like, we're toasting mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. And then they also are like, don't answer the door if anyone knocks on it. <laughs> Quick, Scubo, grab the Fudo. Let's scramo. I would love to see uh, if if they went in there and they were just ripping a bong. Like that was their one like PG <laughs> bong rip moment that they got. <laughs> that would have been great. It would have made the movie that much better. Yeah. Also, then, I don't. Like, you can't smoke weed with your dog. That'll kill him. Don't do that. <laughs> it doesn't kill him. Don't worry. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. What have you done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have their instance. It really sets up Fred and Scooby's relationship compared to 
um, what has happened, but they're still kind of who they are. Uh, I do like the moment where he says about the whole like, oh, we don't go anywhere. It's spooky, scary, haunted, or forbidden. And then <laughs> Scooby goes, or hydrocolonic. <laughs> yeah, okay. And someone even... pointed out like, oh, it's supposed to be like hydrochronic, where I was like, no, it's about water getting shoved up your butt to clean yeah, your so butt also, out. Because I think he does a fart right after or something. <laughs> tucks his tail under and is like, ow, my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> See, my whole thing was like, I am a a twenty eight year old man, and I still had to Google hydroclonic because I was like, colonoscopy, colon, colon. No, trust me, I've had a camera in my butthole. I know, but it's but like that's your twitch. <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is this joke probably went over the heads of like even adults in the theater. This is literally yeah. just James Gunn typing at his computer, being like. <laughs> It's, just like it's, only him it's funny because they scaled it back to be a children's movie and even linda cardellini was like well i don't think this is appropriate for children like i don't know how it got to this point but well, yeah but i they have to put those adult jokes in children's movies but it really seems like this is a children's movie 100 percent comprised of adult jokes that have been scaled back well, no, yeah, I was going to say, this is an adult movie that was turned into a children's yeah. movie, as opposed to, you know, Pixar's or, Pixar does it best, right, with the adult jokes, but it's yeah. like, it's a children's movie with adult humor. This is a, an adult film in, with children's humor, in it, like, <laughs> yeah. sprinkled about. Um, so, yeah, they get invited to Spooky Island, and then, next thing you know, we're at the airport, and Fred and Velma run into each other. Um, again, I, the casting in this movie is spot so it's, fucking spot it's on. It's amazing. So good. The only the only thing um initially so apparently this is one of those developmental hell movies. Yes. Um so there was one of the one of the eras was with Mike Myers attached to it as Shaggy, which I don't think would be great. But no. he had mentioned Mike Myers mentioned that he wanted um Oh my gosh, what is her name? She's the camp counselor or the camp director in uh Oh yes, I know you're talking I about cannot... um the girl who looks like Linda Cardellini but is older than Linda Cardellini. Yes. Um she's in Wet Hot American Summer. Jean yeah. Janine Garofalo yes. is, is her name. Yes. I was like Jennifer Garner. No, but Jennifer Garner was actually um thought about to be Daphne as well. Interesting. But yes, Jennifer I was... Garofalo. I was reading um, on Wikipedia that Jim Carrey was originally attached to be Shaggy before Mike Myers as well. That was iteration number one. Really? Yeah. That would have been an I interesting take. to four or three. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so one thing that I've definitely picked up from this movie is just the way that Linda Cardellini responds to Fred when he's talking to her. She doesn't say yes. She responds with, yes. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. Like, <laughs> nerd type of expression where it's like she goes with yeah and then ends with yes uh that's just one that's carried over i don't i it's so interesting seeing them all come back together but then re-watching it i've been like oh that's only two years of a difference but they've all had these extreme character arcs where i was like i don't think that would actually happen over two years no, yeah Velma and i think with that's nasa that's yeah. crazy <laughs> and that's one of the things that's crazy about this movie is like okay i'm supposed to believe <clears throat> that after X amount of years of time that has passed, depending on what is like the canon storyline of this of this film. Just like that's the final straw, but then two years later, they're all completely different people. Like they were all yeah. being held back by each other, I guess. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, this is, again, like I said, the casting is so fucking spot on. We were talking about other people that were supposed to be cast. They ended up casting um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred and Daphne because they wanted somebody who uh, was an actual real couple so that they already had that chemistry with each other. <clears throat> and Peyton, you were saying something about this is the the first time that they've ever actually been depicted as a couple. Yeah, um, in franchise history, apparently, since, you know, whatever, the 60s when they started, this is the first time they were actually on screen depicted as a couple. Oh, so, I mean, it's kind of interesting to see that sort of fan theory, I guess, uh, actually play out. Looking at I you, Disney, for WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't know what they did in that pool of souls? I well, was thinking like the bathroom, like the scene we didn't see was like they Fred joins the Mile High Club. <laughs> see, I think they're still horny, like put through it. Because if you notice, Matthew Lillard is free balling the entire time. Is it, I, I didn't am very proud too much. to say. Yeah, is, I'm very proud to say that as a uh, a heterosexual man, I did not notice. It is a lump <laughs> in his pants. Where I'm like, All I mean, right. I'm not surprised. I, I support like, this. What are my pants? That's no. why he. Uh, that's why he had to die and scream because uh, Billy was mad that he had a bigger penis. Than him. <laughs> He's like, you have to die too, bro. That's how this goes down. Um, and then this is, you know, we were talking about how the CGI isn't too bad, but uh, there there is an instance coming up right now where I do think that it is too bad. It's like Jar Jar Binks, like episode one levels, which is when Scooby-Doo shows up, uh, cosplaying Medea. Apparently they don't allow <laughs> dogs on the plane. Yeah. Which but... is like, they allow cats. I know okay. we're getting ahead of yeah. ourselves there. Instead <laughs> of a cage. That cat was <laughs> going crazy. Um, but also another question of mine is like, okay, we see Spooky Island eventually, and it's this grand amusement park. But what the fuck? It has its own airport. No. Like you could fly directly to Spooky Island. They flew, and then they had to take a boat. Yeah, that's. But like they're on the thing in the in the airport, it says Spooky Island. It's like oh. departures to Spooky Island. I was they like, have their own oh. terminal. What the fuck is up with that? Like th this place is like it's Disney World on a grander scale. <laughs> like this is all Walt ever wanted. It's a dead world after all. Oh, oh, oh! That is a thing they say. I thought you were being clever, but that is no. something they say. I'm not. And then the uh, he says the I want to say the electric um, death parade. No, he says um, sp splatterhorn. The Splatterhorn, yes. There is but, a there's a death march or death parade or something like that that connects to as well. Yeah. Um, not much honestly happens on this plane. We're introduced to Mary Jane and another probably one of the most poorly written egregious pot jokes in this movie. <laughs> That's like his favorite when, name. It's so fucking bad, man. I'm just like, come on. That's that's trauma James Gunn like slipping through. He's like, oh yeah, they won't get it if he's just like nice name. It's just so fucking stupid. That's but I'm like also my favorite so name. Yeah, I'm also so confused by this plane because this movie did come out in 2002, uh, which means you know, sadly, it's a plane and it's 2002 and I have to link it, but it's after 9-11 and like this plane would not exist. No. This, it's like, one, if it crashed, I'm going to get a bamboo spear through my brain. <laughs> like like yeah. there's, you're just freely roaming. There's like a full bar in it. 
um, this is like the, the craziest plane that's ever existed. And, you know, I've seen Soul Plane. So <laughs> hey, it's a spring break destination, you know. <laughs> Let's hijack this plane. Yeah, yeah, they got they got through TSA quick or something because you know, they, <laughs> yeah, they didn't right. have to get, they didn't have to search for anything. It was lax back then. Uh, not after this. Not after <laughs> <training>. <laughs> like, yeah, Spooky Island was actually one of the like terrorist destinations, but it just didn't pan out. <laughs> Everyone was too freely roaming around the plane. Yeah. They're like, they're like, uh, well, Spooky Island. That's a that's a target number one. Yeah, but like. I don't know, man. That I'm just not feeling it today. <laughs> it's like, Let's hit America instead. <laughs> so we finally get to Spooky Island. And um, uh, personally, I want to go to Spooky Island so bad. Uh, <clears throat> the art design of Spooky Island and everything that has to do with Spooky Island is... It just blows my mind. If I can just like be like a set design nerd for a moment, it's... This set design and everything that goes into this movie, and again, I know you love this movie, Jarrett. No, this is with peace and love. Um, this set design is deserves far better of a film. There is really <laughs> just like it deserves so much better. We'll see. Well, uh, what's funny? One of the negative reviews online was like, "This set looks like it was borrowed from Gilligan's Island," which I was like, "A, what Gilligan's Island are you watching?" B. <laughs> It's a really good portion of this film. It's really good set design. Oh, yeah. The only set that doesn't look good is like the cave, which looks like they shot it in like the parts of Pirates of the Caribbean that are yeah. only <laughs> rock. <laughs> they were <laughs> like, like, what if we drain Pirates of the Caribbean and then film in there? Do you guys mind if we film some shitty CG monsters <laughs> in your ride? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, then where we're introduced to... Uh, and I totally forgot his name because I only said, hey, Mr. Bean is here. <laughs> I can't remember. Emil Mondavarius? Uh, Mondavarius. Yes. Mononucleocus, as Fred says once. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he is the uh, owner of uh, Spooky Island. And he's the one who's, who has personally invited the gang to the park. Um, and he needs them, in, them to investigate why the kids are leaving the island transformed into the people Karens. I love. Where I'm like, please do not say that you love college students. Oh. <laughs> I love these guys, these kids. Did you didn't previously oh. own this island before Mondavarius. Oh, Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> it just carried one. over. It's a curse. <laughs> um and again, this is like the the whole thing of of the gang still hasn't gotten back together really oh, um, that's the beauty of things that are broken they can be put back together god damn you really do like this movie welcome to know it backwards Jared's and one man show of scooby-doo the movie i would go and see it <laughs> dog and a dog <laughs> <laughs> it would be so um it would be like so good because i know there would be costume changes like, oh yeah <laughs> throughout yeah. Jared would play every single character in I would full sing the songs makeup. in the transitions in the <laughs> land of a million drums there is okay. always something is that out on that it is outcast <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. when they get to the island a fucking absolute bop of a song plays again a song that deserves a better film it really does but what is the most infuriating thing is this song only exists for this movie and if you have the soundtrack on cd really 
the mm-hmm. soundtrack is not or the soundtrack is available on Spotify as far as I know, but this song is not oh, because wow. the rights are tied up somehow. Yeah. And Outcast this song was like, is so don't put our good. don't put our song on that associated with that <laughs> movie. That's just oh, don't do you it. You mean we're going to have to shoot a music video with who? Right. Shaggy and a CGI dog? <laughs> but wait, Sugar nose? Ray is featured throughout your whole film? Forget it. God. <laughs> Did you know there are five people billed as playing Sugar Ray and only one of them is Sugar Ray? Really? Wait, so oh, you're wait, saying... No, that's a band, isn't it? It's not yeah. just one oh person. Oh my god. You... I was like, oh, that's the other band members. I figured it out. We crossed that bridge. We're fine. You, we don't have to go back You the lead singer's name is Sugar Ray? Yeah. And like I was like, that's Boxer? Sugar Ray of Sugar Ray. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what is lead singer's name then? Mark McGrath. Yeah. Mark oh, okay. I only know that because he used to host um, like Access Hollywood or some yeah. shit like that. Uh, the, apparently, I love... This is just a little bit of Sugar Ray trivia for you that I think think is really funny is um he is like very deeply personally offended if you call the band sugar gay uh <laughs> he has like gotten in fights over it apparently like if you're like hey sugar gay he Sounds will like a little homophobic <laughs> jeez i think he's hiding something i'm gonna call him sugar gay and hope he beats my ass he just kisses you yeah, he might like, hey, come over here i'm gonna put it in his butt maybe um, he's not out of the closet yet so he's denying it the the gang still hasn't gotten together so this is a a classic um split up but less so than like what we're traditionally used to in scooby-doo which is they just all go out on their own yeah um uh velma goes and investigates the island and she gets trapped in a rob zombie music video (laughs) i um i love when she talks to the skeleton expecting answers and he just goes no have you have you seen anything (laughs) weird on this weird island uh, not not no. anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like Party City hand props in the background. <laughs> yeah, that is. I do have to admit, there is some moments where I was like, "You guys just went to like the day after Halloween sale for spirit yeah. and like picked up whatever you could." Pretty I, much. This was also watching this movie last like earlier. Yeah, about a week ago, I realized I've taken personality tropes from every single one of these characters, and I think the one that I've taken the most from. For Velma is her buzzkill. Yeah, <laughs> she's no, like, I I oh wouldn't be God. impressed, <laughs> or I would be impressed if it weren't for the holographic projectors there, there, and there. What a smart little girl! Velma is the the type of person who uh, ruins the stretching portrait room in the haunted mansion, <laughs> where she sits there and she's like, "We're actually an on an elevator." Beat your ass, Velma. I definitely adopted that habit from Velma. <laughs> <my bad. laughs> That's called being an asshole. And then I write, ruining fun. So then Daphne also has her own experience with um, a voodoo priestess. That is okay. I do not, like, for someone that's seen the movie a ton and that loves the movie, I do not understand this character. Did he live on the island and then they built this theme park around him? Is he hired by the theme park to do some sort of show there's some sort of show why is no one else ever there who is he and what is he doing he makes no sense out he's of a definitely movie that he, is loosely no sense he's definitely against the park it seems like so i definitely think he was there before the park was even there i have a feeling that this is a remnant of something that got taken out of the uh of the movie because like peyton said <clears throat> it sounds like he's against the park and I'm 
there's there's some weird inklings of like capitalist stuff throughout this movie that I'm sure they were going to explore. And they were like, oh, fuck, wait, this is the Scooby-Doo movie. This is for children. They're not going to get yeah. this. It's only an but hour and a half. Also, what a weird racist character to just pepper into yeah. your movie. Like, all right, only black guy in the movie. You're going to be a voodoo priest and you're going to be bad at it. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? But he tells um, he tells Daphne, like, yeah, whatever you do, don't go into that spooky island castle. And she's and like, got it. oh, so, so you, you want, want me to, to go but there. You don't want me to. But you and he's like, are you fucking to. stupid? No, I literally <laughs> said don't go in there. And he actually <laughs> almost says that. Yeah, he's like, that's why they had to cut it. Um, but this leads into hands down in my opinion, the funniest joke of the movie. And it's so fucking stupid when Scooby-Doo walks into a bar and the bartender (laughs) takes the phone and he's like, is there a do here? And that guy stands up and does he say Melvin? He's like, Melvin do. And he's like, no, Scooby do like, <laughs> it's, it's like out of nowhere this weird ass joke that comes from I got a bag of hamburgers here for you yeah, he gets called by a sex pervert and he goes <gasps> okay I just, just I just love moments nilly. too there's a few other throughout the movies where like Scooby looks shocked but it's really just him being like that's an amazing opportunity <laughs> a dog would do right right He's like, I've got some peanut butter. <laughs> Come meet me in the woods. Peanut butter? And then we get a little bit more development into Isla Fisher and Matthew Lillard's relationship um, about him winning a claw machine game. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah. Oh, dude, that, the shit that you win out of that claw machine is like that no claw machine. never won me a stuffed dis- dismembered head before. Yeah, that's a claw machine that's in like the back room of a hot topic. <laughs> it really oh, <is>. yeah. <laughs> Here's um, a blind bag of all the zo- zombie heads. Yeah, it's, it's fucking so weird. Uh, now, this is the first time we get to see one of the monsters when Scooby goes into the woods. Um, and yeah, this is where you can tell that this CGI is dated. Yeah. <laughs> Those monsters look like fucking garbage. Even they, in uh, dark light, they look awful. They definitely yeah, got some back I, problems. I don't think it's their sure. design, though. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely. Yeah. Tell you what, they're not going to be carrying the movie on their back. Ooh, <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> 35 minutes in, we got our first pun of the day. There, there's like a cute little moment where Scooby accidentally flings him from a tree onto an on, or like it flings him from a tree and then hits the skyway and then falls from the skyway into an oncoming roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, that that is like a weird, like slapstick, like go, 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 type thing, which I do like, but yeah. God damn. Like, <laughs> um, this takes us to what will eventually become our, our like linking moment, which is Daphne, Scooby, and Shaggy all end up at the Haunted Castle. Um, and again, this is another moment. The Haunted Castle is like by far probably the most impressive set. It's so cool, but it also it was, makes no sense. Oh, yeah. yeah no, without a doubt. It's I'm a I, fucked I, up attraction. <laughs> I'm like, but this ride is designed to hurt people. It's the uh, <laughs> murder. It's death. It's the unsafe version of the Haunted Castle in Santa Cruz. 
Oh, yeah. the old version of that ride. Yeah. For those of you who might be from the Bay Area, no, the ride used to be really scary. Oh, it was terrifying. I think I've ridden it twice with my eyes open. That's how scary it was for it, me. Oh, but... Never for me. Like, it's like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It, yes. Yes, yeah, but not Disney-fied. <laughs> not Disney-fied. Like, straight up, uh, like, remember when Spirit used to sell, like, actually really scary shit? Like, yeah. that's what this was filled with. Oh, it was just no. like the, this it was is terrifying. a much like this ride. There was a electric <laughs> chair scene. It terrified me. I think it's still <laughs> in the mo- in the ride. Actually, it, it just yeah because they kept some of it because it it just makes me uncomfortable every time you go by. It's just like this skeleton guy just getting shocked and vibrating. I'm like I can't deal. I look away. Just close eyes. <laughs> but do you know what it didn't have in it? That is the scariest thing ever. An actual dead body like the one in Long Beach had. No, Jesus Christ! I was <laughs> oh, gonna gosh. say a pussy turkey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a pussy turkey. Shaggy the and Scoob are <laughs> a perky. <laughs> um, a tussie. Yeah. Well, Some so we we have a nice little conflict. Um, they all the Scooby, Shaggy, and Daphne go inside, and then Fred shows up, and they're like, "No, this is my clue hunt." And then Velma is also there. She scares Daphne. There's a cute little flirty moment where it's like, "Yeah, there there was supposed to be some lesbian joke there." Um. Oh, and yeah, then she scares him. Her. Yeah, she goes, and I scared the patootie out of Daphne. And I was like, ooh. Uh, did it like tickle her? Like, tickle. Yeah. yeah. She looks at the turkey and she's like, I'd eat that. She licks her lips. She's like, I'm hungry for Thanksgiving. <laughs> NASA. Um, and then, of course, stuffing. <laughs> we get the classic, uh, all right, gang, let's split up. And Velma calls out Fred's bullshit. And we get like a cute line after they all break up where Fred is just like, he's just stupid straight man where it's like dorky chicks like you turn me on too and she's just like (laughs) i do like that i do like that they they really perfectly encapsulated what it's like for most like himbo straight men to like compliment a woman like oh fat tits also turned me on (laughs) just because you're thick doesn't mean i don't want to pork you oh yikes oh man (laughs) Yes, the ride gets turned on. And so do I. And, and so, so does Daphne. Else. And this is when we learn that this ride is a death trap. And uh, like Jesus Christ, everyone's going to get fucking killed in it. This is when Shaggy and Scooby get tied off to this, uh, the worst saw trap I've ever seen in my yeah. life. <laughs> and then they proceed I... to eat the pussy turkey. <laughs> No, they don't All eat the sausages. They eat the sausages. The they eat the sausages. sausages. Yes, yes, you're right. But they're coming out of the pussy turkey. So this is when the gang finally un- like uncovers the plot behind Spooky Island. Basically, what they're doing is they're going to take rowdy teenagers and turn them into law-abiding like corporate citizens. It's honest to God the weirdest fucking shit because it's so loose. It's the Manchurian and, candidate. I'm like, but oh, that's right, because then they make them fight and, and they're hella strong and shit like yeah. that. But I'm still like, okay, where it's, is this going? <laughs> it's like the uh, it's the plot to uh, Jurassic World. Like, and then we'll use these kids as weapons. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay, <laughs> it's just like that's that's it. It's like, okay, cool, we've. We've uh, established that. Thanks, guys. You could have just made it that it was a spooky <laughs> island, but whatever. Yeah. Um, this is when the movie finally decides, oh, that's right. This is a kid's movie. And Scooby and Shaggy have a burp fight. 
a, a fart fight too. Uh, no, dog. It's Shaggy straight up just absolutely shits his pants in front of Daphne. Just like I love when he notices Daphne though, and it's like (laughs) (laughs) he closes his asshole. And I hate it so much because I don't know why I am this way. I do not find like burps funny really in the least in this context. Like when him and Scooby are going back and forth burping, I'm like, okay. Like, not very funny, whatever. But I don't know. I was losing my shit when they were farting. And I don't know why I think that's so much funnier than the burps. No, but. You're, you're not alone. I was the same way. Like, burps? Eh. Farts? Oh, dude. I've done some of those long ones, too. <laughs> Especially when Shaggy just straight up shits his pants. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite part. We're here to solve a mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. The mystery of who shit their pants. And it was Shaggy. Um... He does have brown <laughs> pants on. Oh yeah, <laughs> hiding it. Hiding it. <laughs> How many times does this of happen all to him? All the food that he eats, he's like incontinent now, so he has to wear the brown pants to cover it up. Just doesn't have control. It just slips right out. Hey, when you're yeah. a vegetarian, that's a lot of fiber. Yeah, that is a weird <laughs> thing about. It. Oh, that's right. They brought that up. That is a piece of trivia that is directly from um, Casey Kasem, who used to voice Shaggy on the Casey original Kasem. animated series. Uh, he had become a vegetarian later in life. And as a nice homage to him and like, uh, thank you so much for laying the groundwork for the most recognizable human character in this show. We're going to make Shaggy a vegetarian in your honor. And that yeah. was like, the, that's why he's a vegetarian in this. I was wondering why he was eating eggplant burgers. I was like, eggplant? Why didn't he just have a 15 stack hamburger? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this is when the luchador guy shows up, um, and then the gang, they all hide as members of uh, Spaceship Earth. I this ride. <laughs> loved it, because it's like, there's people approaching from the left, there's people approaching from the right, what do we do? And then, like, two seconds later, they're all in, like, full prosthetics of the, like, Velma has a beard glued to her face, like, they're in mm. full night armor, Daphne has a blonde wig on. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that stupid comedy of just like split second cartoon changes that they put into the real world. And I was like, it's it's so good. They just did it. The This movie after this, the, the, it does what it keeps doing, which unfortunately is not its strong suit, which is they keep splitting everyone up yeah. separately and follow separate leads. And the movie really, really, really comes together when they're all together having fun and all that kind of stuff. And it just sucks that these parts are so often, but it does lead to the Chaos. fucking wackest flashback scene of this movie. <laughs> well, okay. So Daphne goes off to research cults on the net. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, thanks for really doing absolutely line. nothing. Yeah. That was always my part in a in a research group was I'll go to the computer lab. Yeah. Fred <laughs> is like, I'm gonna be macho. Um, I think Scooby and Shaggy go off to eat, and then Velma's like, I'll be the one that actually does real work, but kind of ends up getting date raped. Not date raped. She definitely gets roofied. Yes. Def- yeah. She has yeah. one drink and is like, Whoa, this is crazy. And this is what <laughs> leads into her story. Or at the end of the story, she's feeling the roofie. Yeah, this flashback scene. Um, 
God damn, is Velma horny in this flashback scene? <laughs> uh, she's just like, oh, God, everyone was so fucking hot. And I was just like, all right. And Fred, he really knew how to accessorize. Where I was like, you can and, say he's gay. And Scooby. <laughs> and Scooby <laughs> had a really perfectly trimmed butthole. That red rocket. <laughs> The guy at the bar is like, all right, you could stop. You could stop. Oh, please. No, no more drink. I'm sorry I roofied it. I'm sorry. And, and this- the mystery machine, smooth automobile curves. Ooh. And I was <laughs> sitting leather. in the middle seat on top of the gear shift. And <laughs> this is when the movie all of a sudden was like, oh, fuck, we don't have a villain. Right. It's about 45 minutes in. This movie's like more than halfway done. And they're like, shit. We don't have a villain. Who is it? Okay. Why the fuck did they make Scrappy do the villain? I guess that was why a lot of people also didn't appreciate the movie is because they made Scrappy do the villain. But I loved it. (laughs) I I was like, hell yeah, that dude sucks. He's tiny and annoying. (laughs) Yeah, he was was annoying. Because he's from, he's not in a pup named Scooby-Doo, is he? No, he's in. I think the first time like he shows classics. up is in the. Um, it's a Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo. Okay, the new Scooby Doo movies, which is the one that had cameos from um, like famous people and stuff like that. I think that's when he shows up. He could show up the, earlier. Not, well, like like where the Three Stooges were on it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, Batman I don't Robin, think he was in like on knots or Bob Bat- Hope. Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Batman and Rob. <laughs> I'm not a Scooby Dooologist, so I'm not quite sure when he shows Scoobologist. up. All right, but I actually think he might be in a pup named Scooby Doo. I don't know. I, I love that it. show, but um, yeah. And I, God, th- like, what if they just had Scrappy put down when he pissed <laughs> all over Daphne? Like, what if they were just like, "You're dead. You're done." Then You're done. we would have been saved from this whole thing. What if this was just a weird story where Velma leads into, and then we had Scrappy put down? <laughs> then we visited a vet and told them, "Hey, do what you got to do. This thing's annoying." We dropped him off at a kill shelter. <laughs> we don't know what happened to them since. I mean, they might as well have. They dropped him off in the middle of a desert. I know that. Yeah. Be, I was like, "Wow, they really just abandoned him." They just Good. like we don't want you anymore. We're moving, and we don't want you. It's either um, me or him. It's like, shut up, scrap. <laughs> no one, no one's ever liked you, Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Real. Uh, oh, and then, and when he pees on her, he's like, and Fred's like, "Oh, and you're peeing da, on her." He's like, da, da. "Whoa!" He's like, "You were marking your territory," <laughs> is what he says. It's yeah. like, all right, guys, I'm done with this fucking flashback. <laughs> I get it. And it's so um, it's so blatantly apparent that this is going to be our villain from like the get-go. It's like, all right, well, thank you. Um, so this is when we finally get and this is kind of crazy. It's like, yes, this has so far been pretty by the numbers, Scooby-Doo stuff. But now it's finally the monsters are unleashed. Uh, <laughs> that's the sweet one. <laughs> we'll do that one a year from now. <laughs> yeah, right. A special uh, anniversary episode: Monsters Unleashed and Evolution Two. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I like Monsters Unleashed a it's lot. It's good. Probably I think I like that one more. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think what's hilarious is so many of the actors look back negatively on this film, and it's like, but you did a sequel. You right? signed on for a sequel. Also, and this a third, got them, like, too. Literally, was supposed to happen. Yeah, and a third. 
this got them solid fucking jobs, consistent jobs for super long because they became so recognizable yeah. as the voices that they started doing them on TV for right. a while. Yeah, Matthew Lillard like was Shaggy for up until this last until Scoob. Scoob. Yeah. Scoob was bad. You know what? That's better for him. <laughs> yeah. I hope he um, does continue to do it for like TV shows and stuff. Yeah. So this is when Mr. Bean gets kidnapped by the monsters. We get a classic Scooby-Doo door chase scene. I don't really appreciate whenever. So Fred gets captured and he's hanging upside down. And I guess the monsters have like toxic knockout breath. Oh, and yeah. So, they, or they just burp in his face. Another yeah. fucking like burp joke. <laughs> so they, like breathe in his face. And the last thing Fred says is save Daphne. And I'm like. I didn't see that much of a relationship before this. Yeah, it seems like such a weird line to be like, save Daphne. It's like, well, did you save her in the previous two years when you decided to leave the group? What? No, because he was absolutely crushing it out there. He was jerking himself off with Fred on Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, Daphne and Shaggy, they hatch a plan to rescue everyone. Um, So this, their plan, they call the Coast Guard. I guess that's the best that they can do. <laughs> and also they call the gay coast guard apparently because it is like the most effeminate gay co- or coast guard I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, ah, fuck you guys. And that's I, it. Well, I don't think it was very well explained, but those coast guards are definitely possessed by the monsters. And I the agree. only reason that it's known is because of the color Awkward visual laugh. cue. No, the colored visual lighting cue of green. That's what I figured, yeah. It's, but it's like, it's so really do the monsters it. make them gay? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why do you think I'm still gay? They never that's get why, a monster. That's why Lady Gaga calls them little monsters. Mm-hmm. Oh. If you'll notice, she only rose to popularity after this film came out. Fuck. No. This is the Lady Gaga-verse. Her yeah. soul is still inside that cauldron? <laughs> we got to go rescue her. <laughs> Before she um, makes, um, oh shoot, the movie she was just in. That movie's good. Born two. Star oh, born Stars two. Born 2. A Star is Born 2. He didn't actually do it. <laughs> He's back from the dead. Yeah. He's actually Scrappy Doo. Star is Born 2 on Zombie Island. <laughs> <laughs> so they wake up on the beach. Because they like decided to sleep. I don't know. This movie really was like, all right, we really got to get it to the next day. And we don't know how. So it's the next day and everything's back to normal. Except for the worst fucking sin that this movie commits, which is we talked about it. Sugar Ray. Yeah. Sugar Sugar Ray Ray. shows up. And I wish Sugar Ray was a bad band because they were possessed by monsters. But unfortunately, (laughs) that is not the case. They should have got Outcast. That would have been much better. Yeah, Outcast. Well, obviously, smart, Outcast yeah. didn't want to be associated <laughs> with the movie because uh, like um, Scrappy's in it. Yeah, count us out. Fred starts speaking in like hip lingo. What up, dog? And a uh, dog. I still love that line. Yeah, and <laughs> doesn't he say for shizzle my nizzle? I'm no, pretty he sure says, um, he does a bunch of those. He doesn't say for shizzle my nizzle, but he does say something similar to it because I know <laughs> what that ties back to and that's a no-no for white people yeah and that's why i'm saying say like, that. oh no now that they're converted he thinks it's okay for him to <laughs> say it he's like oh there's a monster inside of me and he told like, me it's and cool. i was like what? <laughs> yes yes 
He's like, that voodoo guy on the beach told me I could say it now. There's a monster in it. It was so definitely weird. a very weird moment of a white person speaking, quote unquote, jive. Yes. Where and it was like, awful. this is not great. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not appropriate. Um, Some guy in the audience calls the band Sugar Gay, so they all attack everyone. Beating the shit out of them. Because like Shaggy couldn't speak the lingo, and so they knew that Shaggy wasn't controlled. But it's like, you also didn't capture him yet, so you should know that Shaggy's not controlled by a monster. Right? It's like, he was laying on the beach for the whole night, and you guys didn't like see him the whole like what? What do you guys I know. I was like, they didn't just go out on the beach. They were asleep. And then, like, Daphne was sleeping with the Damon Ritus right there. And I was like, no one's going out and looking for that and being like, hey, they're on the beach and they're sleeping. We could kill them and also take the Damon Ritus. Like, quick, Shaggy's not racist. He's not one of us. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So, oh my god, they have a really good chase scene and they get to my favorite joke of the film. So, Scooby and Shaggy (laughs) run, they're being chased, they go into this shed, and there's two great jokes here, and I love both of them. Scooby goes, boy, is Fred in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, and then Shaggy goes... Well, that's not Fred, which like, that's not the, just the funny part of Scooby being like, wow, he's in a really bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what I do like about that joke though? And why it's so funny is we've all been there, right? <laughs> we've all been when like someone's really mad and you're like, damn, that person's in a bad mood. You don't even know everything that's fucking going on. <laughs> like something's wrong, but whoops. <laughs> and then they're standing there and Scooby says, oh, Rikes. And Shaggy's like, yeah, yikes. And he goes, no. Rikes, which is just then the captions like turn and you can see that there are bikes where I think it's hilarious that they use his speech impediment to be like, yeah, it is scary. It's a yikes situation. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you fucking stupid dog with a speech impediment. And then we get one of the scariest moments of the film, which was Isla Fisher getting her face hit on a branch and you realize that it's a monster underneath. Yeah, and this is when we find out that Scooby-Doo is transphobic. <laughs> and he calls Mary Jane a man. <laughs> We're a man in a mask. <laughs> yeah, a man in a mask. And but, Shaggy continues to be the best fucking character in this movie because you could just tell he's down. He's like, yeah. ah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, Shaggy. Your mama eats cat poop. How long do you think she was a monster? Do you think she was on the plane or do you think it was like no, that last I night? No, I think she was turned into a monster um, – either while they were asleep or whenever they all broke up after waking up on the beach. Yeah. 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 All right. Cause then, the, uh, it wouldn't make sense for the night prior. Cause then they have to plant her next to everybody yeah. without actually taking them. All right. Listen, Peyton, the error that you're making is bringing logic into this film. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not what we're doing. I'm just here. trying to make sense of it. Okay. <laughs> um, Scooby falls through a trap door um, and there's Shaggy a weird jumps into the pit that G- the Jeepers Creepers guy keeps the bodies that he's going to eat later. But Shaggy says, "My friend just got eaten," and I don't yeah. understand. Oh, isn't that the trapdoor like a mouth? Oh, yeah. Oh, but it it's, I, it's, it's just kind of looks go like in with him. No. He just, no. the, the floor opens up below Scooby and Scooby falls in. And then Shaggy says, I got to go save my best friend. He's been eaten. Whereas like, it kind of just looks like, like, yeah, you could say it's a mouth, 
but it's <laughs> he's just trying to, to come up with an excuse to get yeah. out of the situation. He's like, uh, uh, so the dog he... ate my homework. <laughs> Shaggy's <laughs> also transphobic. <laughs> hey, listen, I need man now. I need now. What's my safe <laughs> word? I heard you were a man in a yeah. mask. I gotta go. And this is also this is like there's so many beats of everyone's broken up they're back together they're broken up they're back together like you said and this is another moment of they're broken up but they're about to get back together but this is kind of that point in the movie where i'm sitting there even as much as i love it i'm like get on with it yeah no this is about the time where i'm like all right let's wrap this up because this next set of beats for jokes are (laughs) Honestly, and again, like I'm not a child, but I actually don't even know if I thought this was funny as a kid is this is when we have uh, a body swap set of jokes, which See, I still think it's it would have been cooler if the body swap happened for longer. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think, the next scene. I think yeah. the, the slight jokes that they were able to make, though, are still hilarious. <laughs> there there's one that's funny. Uh, oh, i when, when you Fred's probably like, th- oh you're going with Fred and Sonny's talking about seeing himself naked. Yes, he's like I can see myself <laughs> naked. I, and I'm like I'm like Fred, you were in a romantic relationship with Daphne for years. I don't think that's uncharted territory. I what you think? Though he's talking about looking at himself naked oh, and appreciating oh. his male body. Oh, Dang. because yeah, he looks down at his own boobs. He's like, I can but go I think down he's on like, oh shit, I can <laughs> finally fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeez, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Also, the really quick, just it's like a jump back of a minute, but that face in that vat is not Velma. Mm-mm, they no. found another that was where the worst like CGI Velma. is. <laughs> yes. I do. I also love those Shaggy pulling one guy out, and he's like, "Thank you so much, thank you." And he's like, "Sorry, I'm looking for my friends." And instead <laughs> of letting that guy go, he puts him back in. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, why don't you just start pulling people out and throwing them in the air? Yeah, he's just like, "Oh, dude, sorry, fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought you were free? Yeah, no. Yeah. So Get they all—they're all protoplasmic heads minus Shaggy and Scooby, because um, Scooby's been taken. And so Shaggy's pulling protoplasmic heads out and throwing them out. Velma finds her own body, and Fred, suddenly becomes a very uh, sexy Velma. Yeah, she without her glasses. I was like Linda Cardellini. Hello, right? right? No, dude, that I'm low cut you. shirt. Yeah. This movie set me down a path. Carly, I can't. Uh, every time I say it. Uh, Linda Carly Lini. <laughs> my, my wife Carly is always saying, oh, you have such a type. It's so predictable. And then I see this movie and I see Linda Cardellini and I'm like, yep. <laughs> it's pretty predictable. All right. I definitely, I can borrow my parents' dog and have him be Scooby and me be Shaggy. And you can be Fred and Daphne. Or wait, no, you can be Fred. But. I'm Fred and Daphne. <laughs> you can be Fred or Daphne. Where Velma will have to be Carly, but Peyton, you have to also split it up and either be Fred or Daphne. <laughs> Jeez. Peyton can be one half of of Fred and Daphne, and I'll be the other half of Fred and the Daphne. The top half or the bottom half? <laughs> and if we turn just right, it'll look like a, a full costume yeah. on a full person. Perfect. <laughs> um. They finally get swapped again, body swapped. This is, you know, I think See, you mentioned I, it. We also learned that that the monsters are killed by sunlight, which yeah. is like, God, that's fucking stupid. That well, was not Daphne. They're the signs monsters, okay? Yeah. 
Hey, Liam, science is good. Fuck you. Science is good. I've been wanting to get on the show forever. (laughs) But it's a good movie. I love science. I will say, I did like the body swap joke, too, of Shaggy and Daphne's body. Where it's kind of bad, because it's like, oh, you're playing into, you're like joking about body dysmorphia. But is it that is that when she's when oh, he's like oh Daph don't you ever eat yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's like damn guys this was two thousand and two we're gonna give him a pass yeah. it was <laughs> of the time yeah so um, Scooby needs to be rescued he's been taken um, into the the, <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> cave um, no he's taken into Emil Mondavarius's office. That's right. Yes, you are correct. Oh yeah, and that's when he goes. I want you to be a sacrifice. And Scooby goes, "Oh, And he's excited about it. It's another one of those moments where it's like, "Oh, he doesn't know this stupid fucking dog." And we we get a cute montage of the gang putting together their plan. Yeah, where they finally work together. Which is, uh, they didn't earn this. No. <laughs> they, they did not earn this uh, work up to finally working together because no. it literally just fucking happens. It was like, well, we're all in this together. I guess we might as well go back to the gang we used to be and figure the shit out. Rather and than like, I- oh, we're supposed to work together because we have things that we all bring together and we all love about each other. Yeah, and if COVID has taught us anything, tragedy does not bring everyone together. So this wouldn't have panned out whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, we do also have a second second instance with the voodoo priestess and the dead Arnuki beast. But that really, like, even then, it's like, that seems so pointless because it's them just realizing that Emil Mondavarius, they're like, wait, the person that brought us here is the evil person. And it's like, no shit. It's like, yeah, haven't you guys been solving uh, these fucking right. mysteries forever? Yeah. He just told you when you got off the boat. Yeah. He's like, hey, can you help this for me? Uh, yeah. Find so, out what's going on. I do um, love that disco school, though. That That's disco school dope. is cool. Uh, they get in there to do a rescue. Um, Shaggy fucking dies. He like literally they kick his ass. He's dead. Um, and like, because it, it, that's when he swings across the room on a rope because like the whole plan gets fucked up, and he like smashes into a rock, and he's just absolutely dead. Oh yeah. What so did I say about that logic? Like it doesn't matter. Logic. We're in a cartoon. Um. So Scooby is going to be sacrificed. Um. And, I love. Uh, I love the stupid accidental beat up scene that Shaggy has. Where oh, he's dancing. Where he's, he's dancing. He's dancing. He dances and beats the guys. Up. And then God. he checks his elbow, like, oh, my elbow kind of hurts, and walks away. <laughs> Matthew Lillard, I do have to say, Matthew Lillard really is he's, like carrying this whole oh, yeah. film. He really he's went like. He's movie on his back. Yeah, he, he went whole heart into yeah. this film and also, uh i would say linda cardellini does really well portraying velma but i think daphne uh, uh sarah michelle geller as daphne and freddie prince jr as uh fred both work really well visually but i don't know if they fully capture the the character tropes of them yeah i think or the other two <clears throat> did a lot better of it and I think personally why I think Matthew Lillard like carries the film is because Shaggy is the character that you're going to need to carry the film. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Linda Cardellini crushes it 
as Velma, but Velma is such a subdued character mm-hmm. that she's just doing so good that there's not much to write home about because she's just doing so good for a character that's just supposed to be blah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why in the next movie, she really like it's, it's a home. Oh my God, that her. leather pantsuit. <laughs> oh God, don't, <laughs> I can't talk about it. It's so good. It's like, uh, for the episode, that was man. The suit. <laughs> but they find out that, uh, Mr. Bean is a fucking robot. Controlled by Scrappy Doo. This point in the movie is where they were like, oh shit, we're at a minute and 27, or we're at an hour and 27 minutes, but we need to get to an hour and 30 minutes. So we're going to slow down multiple shots for no reason. Oh, yeah. Like Daphne biting the wrestler's arm, them peeling off the mask. Uh, what are the other ones that are? It's just, there's weird moments of like, and everything slowed down for dramatic effect. Where it's like, I don't think you really slowed it down for dramatic effect there. I do have to say this does lead to a, a something that cracks me up, which is that like uh, there is one very blatant character who just fucking dies. And it's that luchador oh, who yeah. gets like chucked into the fucking cauldron. Oh, he yeah. was most likely impaled on that. Yeah, cauldron. he's just fucking dead. But then the most egregious sin of this film that comes up is when Scrappy oh, Doo gets oof. roided. Yeah. And he's fainty like a fucking engorged penis. And I hate it. He, I can I, understand that his visuals are supposed to be mixing <clears throat> with the monster's visuals. Yes, I get it too, but it's but so it's so it's very gross. it's creepy. And then yeah. like for some reason the joke of him having a beer belly <laughs> I was awful. like I don't get that, but sure. He looks like your childhood friend's dad that would yell at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing at my house? God. That's him. Oh, um apparently the gem in his chest, which was that thing that they found earlier that the Hellraiser puzzle box um, essentially. That is the Damon Ritus. You are so fucking god. Said it before. Apparently, that holds all the power. It gets pulled off of him, and everyone's sperm cell flies back (laughs) to their bodies. We're all just sperm. We are. Um, They find Saddam Hussein in his cave. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Bean is found. Fred Um, and Daphne kiss, but then Daphne's like, "Hey, don't do that." I'm like, "What do you? Why?" Okay, but like, okay, the rest of this movie is really horny. Like yeah. when everyone comes back to being like like teens again, like you know what's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Velma's so metalhead boyfriend shows up. Who she? Oh, yeah, the guy who was like, hey, "Thanks for <laughs> roofied her." Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, honestly I, believe that character was supposed to be a lesbian initially, and dope. then they just were like, "Well, I recast it as a dude." Who produced this film? Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers. Come on, Warner Brothers, do something brave for once. Right. We don't want the Snyder cut. We want the gun cut. <laughs> the, the gun script. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. So everything kind of wraps up in the exact style of a Scooby Doo journey. Um, they all correct on their own previous faults, except the only thing that's really corrected on is Fred. Instead of saying his plan or what he frames as his plan, he says, "Oh, and I'm going to let the Velmster take over from here." Yeah, he should have been put down for calling her the Velmster. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a bad nickname. It's the worst but, nickname. But again, another moment in my brain where like, you didn't earn this. Yeah. Like he is probably him and Daphne are probably the least grown characters. Truly. Of this. They don't develop at all. And that's yeah. coming from the fact that Shaggy does not grow at all. 
<laughs> like his character yeah, doesn't but change. He's, I don't. I, I, I don't think that his character required that growth because no, I don't think he ever lost it. Where you see the other the other three characters, they definitely lost that shit. But then Scooby and Shaggy, there's that opening line of like, "Oh, do I quit now?" No, Scoob friends don't quit. Where I think they never really were supposed to have that growth. They were supposed to show that friendship is a strong bond and sometimes things that are broken can be put back together in yeah. podcast. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's uh Scooby-Doo the movie. Um I will uh, say I wild trip. <laughs> I wish I thought it was a little soft on Scrappy Doo getting put in the helicopter in his cage when he's like, and if it weren't for you meddling sons of, I wish like it was supposed to be sons of bitches, but I wish it would have been like, and if it weren't for you meddling mother, and then it closed. I think <laughs> that, that would have had a good. better impact. Yeah. Or he says the N word because he was yeah, the monster meddling everyone. <laughs> the worst. That's, that's <laughs> good cut. Jive. He says oh. every slur ever. You and they're like, whoa. Scrappy, and they're like, everyone looks at each other like, did you get that vibe from him? That would have been a good joke to end it on. So yeah, Scooby-Doo. Um, for those of you that are new to the show, uh, we rank our movies on what is considered the Jaws scale. It's a pretty self-explanatory. Sharks uh, don't have scales. You fucker. <laughs> I actually don't know if they do or don't, but I just thought. It's like sandpaper. Um so the like Jaws scale is self-explanatory. If you're familiar with the Jaws films, obviously you have Jaws, Jaws two, Jaws three, Jaws four, and they are they are uh, ever changing in their uh, quality of the film. So obviously, <laughs> Jaws one is going to be that the movie is absolutely beautiful. Jaws four, the revenge is going to be that it is a turd. So uh, Peyton, where are you putting this on the Jaws scale? Um, I think I'm going to put this at a two. Mm-hmm. Because okay. because it, it it is it's fun to see Scooby Doo in this live action you know take and the the cast has just nailed it you know they, they're like iconic you couldn't get a better casting um, Matthew Lillard just you know like I said the movie is carried on his back the whole way and um, and it's just fun and enjoyable you know it's a classic Scooby Doo with a little bit of a twist a little bit more adult like everyone kind of wants to probably nowadays but it's definitely like just an enjoyable movie that you can sit down and you know have a little bit of a laugh you know so doubt all right Jarrett. as if we even need you to say what you're giving the movie well i mean i can understand scooby-doo on zombie island out of the jaws scale Oh god, that is a great movie. That's a great are you one. kidding me? That is the best animated That's movie. The best one because it's really scary. <laughs> it's so scary. I still have to watch Return to Zombie Island because I really do. I heard it's wanna... not good. I don't care. I want to watch it. Um, it's like the Pokemon movies. They're just fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think obviously, like my personal choice is a Jaws. I can understand why it's a Jaws two, and I think yeah, it would fit more into it. But my own personal choice is Jaws one. But I, to me, so much of the gripe, and I touched on this at the start of the podcast, um, A, it's of the time where it's very much the graphics and the jokes. It's all kind of rooted in that 2002 era. But I also think there's a bit of a heavy analyzation of it where people are a 
bit too serious about it. And I think this is especially one of those movies where it shouldn't be thought about and it should just be fun because it is technically supposed to be a kid's movie with those adult tones. They did mess it up and get it flipped around in parts. But I think this is one of those films that it was it was judged very hard for being a movie that is based off of such an iconic group and figures, which is yeah. understandable. But at the same time, I think that judgment was so harsh in the moment and it needs to be looked back upon and people need to go back and change those reviews. Cause it doesn't deserve that fucking score. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Metacritic 31. Bullshit. I do. Yeah. 52 at least. I, do I would re- give it like a 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do um, remember the, uh, the smoking controversy, the controversy. Yeah. Controversy. You know, like when they first, uh, you know, to cut away to two years later, Oh I remember, yeah! I remember so many parents just up in arms, like, "Oh, how could they include this in the movie for so kids?" Stupid. It's like, it's. But it's see, this, I think that kind of stuff would even, go over really well today. I, I, I think know, it'd yeah. be fine because it's more of an accepted, um, yeah, definitely personal activity. Is what it's legal in most movie. states. Yeah, legalize it. Not most um, states, but a good handful of the fun states. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as for me, I'm probably going to give it. <clears throat> I would give it like a 1.5. I know we need to stay on, but like I, I'm so Stop stuck that. between one and two because I love it so much. Um, to what you were saying, though, it, it is kind of funny to, to think of these cyclical things, right? Is that, like I said up top, uh, when people bitch about the uh, the live action remakes of Disney films that are coming out now, right? Films that came out 30 years ago. Scooby-Doo started when this film came out around a little bit over 30 years prior and i'm sure a lot of the people who grew up started in the 70s in the 60s 70s yes you said 30 years ago oh i thought you were talking about present day (laughs) are you kidding me i was like buddy that's 50 so it's it's that cycle of Mm -hmm. of, you know not being happy with what it is but i like it enough once i found out that it was james gunn i liked it even more honestly because just it makes a lot more sense but yeah i'll give it a i'll give it a one you know what i'll do a one fully recommend it if you haven't seen it watch it if you haven't seen it i don't know how the fuck you have not seen it uh you have to have been avoiding it at this point uh but yeah good one for me that's that generic like good fun Good Unlike yeah. Tom and Jerry, we're not covering that film. Oh Jesus Christ! We can, God, I, I watched it for you I, all. I know I we still need to watch it. it. Yuck! Oh, it, I God. hear it's like not even a movie. It's like just a bunch of gags. It's bad. Just wait till we cover the Snyder cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys I you so much. The Snyder cut of Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Tom is actually Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for uh joining us for this uh first new episode of you know quote unquote season two of Bombs Away. Um uh, if you're new, thank you for joining us. If you are returning, thank you again for sticking with us through this like six months long hiatus that we went on. Again, go ahead and listen to that update video if you're curious about things that are going on. As for new uh new listeners, I don't want to bog them down with information that they probably don't even know. So um join us in two weeks when we cover our next in the series of uh films that we personally liked uh that are bad with peyton's pick peyton would you like to let everyone know what that is? yes everyone get ready for evolution the david duchovny uh, 2000 something great movie about 
parasites evolving into crazy cool <laughs> fart monsters. <laughs> yes, a whole David lot Duke of alien ass for some yes. reason. <laughs> There's a lot of butt in that. That movie came out about the same time as this. So you got to remember that. You know, raunch comedy and like showing a man's butt was like the highest form of comedy at the time. I could oh, tell yeah. you my jaw skill for it right now, but I'll <laughs> let you <laughs> save it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, like I said, join us in two weeks for evolution. Heck Thanks, yeah. guys. Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs>